Previously on the Dice Girls. My first question is, do your friends know that you're a changeling? No, they, they do not know. <laughs> is there a reason for that? Um, not really anymore. I, I, I trust them now. My name's Hector, and that over there is Bastion. You see this beautiful, intricate clockwork horse. Welcome to my wagon of trinkets. Ooh, trinkets. <laughs> Guile kind of leads the way to the church. Um, you see a triangular symbol on the door that none of you really recognize, and it looks a little bit newer. That's the tiefling symbol for Asmodeus. He's the king of demons, guys. What ho? Are you closed? My name is Carmos. How did you hear about us? Does Rachna have a plan to get a gnome to Carmos? Can they do it in less than five days? And most importantly, was there a gnome factory in Star Wars? You're about to find out. With sugar and spice and a roll of the dice, you're listening to The Dice Girls. What the heck was that, Ragna? <laughs> if you can bring me a gnome within the next week... I will believe that you are ready to serve our purpose. And if not, Asmodeus help you. Quick question. How long did it take for us to get here from... A day. We'll do it in five. (laughs) I think everyone just had a moment. (laughs) Yeah, I hated saying it. (laughs) Carmos smirks at you. All the better. Well, you best be off then. You have five days to find me a gnome. Good luck. I know there's none in Timbertide. So we leave, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> um, what the heck was that, Rachna? <laughs> Five days, dude. Where are we gonna? What, what are we gonna do? Look, our story was real shaky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks to you. <laughs> Did you have anything better? <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't listen to me. Uh, we're like way yeah, far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're on a music We're shot. right outside of his office. <laughs> No, you have left the church. Uh, in fact, you guys probably headed back towards that small park. Isn't there a lake? There is. Trigus goes running, full bore, dives into the lake, pops up with two fish in his hands, comes running up. I have brought us lunch. Is anyone hungry? Trigus, we don't eat raw fish. You should try it. We could probably die. Trigus just invented sushi. <laughs> yeah. Anyone have any rice? <laughs> hey, quick question. We didn't ask him if he wanted the gnome dead or alive. I just assumed dead. Uh, I just assumed, like, torture. Uh, <laughs> did not ask him. I just assumed dead. I was gonna... I figured we were gonna bring him a dead one. <laughs> you promised him a dead gnome in five days? Well, we like, just go to the gnome cemetery. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the gnometary. I have a shovel in my backpack. I mean, we didn't tell him if we bring him a dead or alive one. Uh, dudes, don't you think that if we bring him a dead one, he might just, like, we don't know what they're doing with these gnomes. He might not have any use for a dead one. Plus, I don't really like the idea of carting around a dead gnome. Well, no. Just saying. How are we, how would we even do that? It'd be a lot easier than bringing him a sacrifice. Yeah, that... (laughs) That was kind of my thought process, really, was that it'd be easier to find someone who was already dead than 
to choose someone to bring back to him. Maybe, but uh, Talon kind of looks at Guile before he speaks, and he thinks about it for a minute. <coughs> Maybe, dudes, but like we know some, we know some pretty fierce gnomes, and you get the impression that Guile doesn't know about the gnome resistance. Is there any way we need a ninja gnome? Can we find a ninja gnome? I was thinking a fake gnome. <laughs> oh, too bad we don't know a changeling. <laughs> yeah, and we really don't know any changelings who turn into gnomes. Well, I mean, we've got five days. Maybe we should maybe we should go recollect our thoughts in Narfstad. Maybe we can find some helpful resources there. Uh, we have we have a better chance of finding gnomes there than here. That's probably our best option. Kyle kind of nods and says, "Well, you guys come find me when you come back to town, because frankly, I want to see how this goes. I'm a little scared for y'all." I'm sorry if this has any kind of negative consequences for you. Thank you for sticking your neck out for us. My uncle's just going to be happy that I went to church today. <laughs> Well, we we need to hit the road as soon as possible. <laughs> let's let's go, dudes. Thanks, thanks, Guile, for everything. We'll hit Jep when we come back. And they give each other another quick hug, and Guile turns and starts headed back towards his place. And you all you all prepare to leave Timbertide. And again, it's a day's it's a day's journey. It's still probably pretty early in the morning. You you weren't at the church for a super long time. It felt like forever because um, you were terrified. <laughs> You're headed back towards towards Narstad, and uh, along the way, you see someone kind of off to the side of the road. Uh, it's like a caravan wagon, and it's like it's red, and there is at the front of it a clockwork horse. Hector! Uh, yeah, we're going to see Hector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but her eyes. Oh, oh no. Hogwarts going to be so upset with us. Trigus runs towards yeah, him and I then would. wraps his arms around him and gives him a hug. He kind of like, oof, and he kind of like, he, he hugs you back and he's <laughs> laughing. Hey, Trigus, it's good to see you. Hello. What? What happened to you guys? Um, it's a long story. And it's kind of a secret. It's, it's not as bad as it looks. Okay, well, all right, that's fair. It's so good to see you guys, though. I'm happy to happy to run into you again. What have you? Well, can I ask if it, is that a secret? What have you been up to lately? Oh, we've been doing a lot of things, traveling mostly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I, I, uh, you know, when we when we last uh, ran into each other, I was I was headed south. I I made it to Adorn and stayed there for a little while. You know, I was gonna go even further south. But I've heard some some pretty gnarly natural disasters going on south of Adoran, so I thought I'd start headed back up this way. And uh, it's it's been it's business has been good. So uh, yeah, I'm glad to see you guys. And and Bastion kind of like turns and like mechanically whinnies at you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys want another trinket from my? Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> And and he looks at Talon and and Talon has kind of been standing back this whole time and uh and and he's like you you too young man would you like a trinket and and Talon's eyes light up and he's like yeah dude I want one so bad Talon you might get a rock that smells of fish <laughs> or I might get something else dude yes <laughs> and uh, Hector goes inside and he comes back out with his 
the box that he has that has all the little trinket bags in it. Kim's already rolling. All right, hang on. Let me find this. Let me, let me pull up this trinket chair. Don't you have to roll like a D80 or something like that? <laughs> who's going to... Who wants a trinket first? Maybe somebody else should go first because I seem to have <laughs> bad luck with trinket. You have the worst trinket luck. <laughs> well, Trinkus, do you want your... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a seven. <laughs> All right. Now uh, now roll two D10s. Okay. Six and a 40. So 46. So, Trigus, you reach into this box and you pull out a really small bag. And when you open it up, you are hit with the aroma of orange. Uh, it smells just lovely. And you reach inside and you pull out a cork. And it's a small cork that smells of orange. You guys, smell this. <laughs> I have no idea what this scent is, but it's intoxicating. Rachna, smell. Oh, uh, <sighs> I think that's orange. Orange. I think that's a fruit. Yeah. Have it's you lovely. Had an orange before? No, I have not. Well, it's orange. <laughs> it's both the color and a fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Talon is laughing. <laughs> He's kind of giggling. <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a, well, that's a, that's a trinket. Trinkus. <laughs> that's a trinket. Yeah. Who, who's getting their trinket next? I'll go next. <laughs> All right, Rachna, roll me a d12. Five. And then roll your 2d10s. 34. You pull out a small bag as well. And when you open it up, you see inside um, a small silk coin purse. Um, it's purple. It's really pretty. And when you pull it out, you hear jingling from inside of it. And so you open it up and you look inside and there's three pieces of gold in there. Mm. Nice. I was flat broke and now I have three gold. <laughs> hey, Hector, you have anything that's worth three gold? <laughs> um, this, this gold's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> Hector kind of kind of looks at you and, and, and says, well, um, here's the thing about that trinket. You, you can't get the gold out of the purse. It's, it's <laughs> stuck in there. <laughs> And sure enough, you reach in and somehow, defying all laws of physics, the gold coins will not fit through the opening of the purse. I turn the bag upside down to try and shake them out. <laughs> they do not come out. Can I cut them out? The purse cannot be cut. Can I turn the purse inside out and give you the gold that way? <laughs> you turn the purse inside out, and when you do, suddenly the coins are still on the inside. <laughs> it's just like they're... They... they Go with it. Hey, do you think if I add more money to it that it'll get stuck too? You can try it if you want. I don't know. I think this might come in handy. I pocket my my unusable gold. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all right. So that leaves Talon and then Mara here. Oh. Go for it, Mara. That's a nine. Eighty. Mara. <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't even want to know. You pull out a small bag, and when you open it inside, there is a single tooth. It's it's kind of pointed, like a little bit of a round point, and it's really oddly shaped. It's not a, like a tooth you've ever seen before. No. And Hector says, I don't know what beast that is even from, but that's a tooth, my friend. <laughs> that's a tooth. You got a tooth. I got a tooth. 
<laughs> got a dead bug, a tooth, and what else? <laughs> she just traded me his ring. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and uh, Talon looks a little excited, but also now a little nervous. <laughs> Talon uh, picks a small bag, and Hector says, be careful with that one. It's a little fragile. And so Talon gingerly opens the the bag and he pulls out a small glass bird and it's pretty cute it's painted yellow and hector says yeah this this thing's kind of cool it's got a, a, a handy little enchantment on it and if you set it down near water it dips his little head and he pretends to get a drink oh and talon grins and and he kind of like he just looks at it like and he pats it on his little glass head and he says, you are precious, dude. <laughs> and he gingerly puts it into one of his pockets. And Hector says, well, I've, I've got some I've got some stuff for sale if you guys are interested in, in looking at what I've got. I'll take a look. I'll look, but <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> Do you know what you're going to get? I will have the crayons, please. So Trigus is looking at... The delightful crayon box, and uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna read the. Will you read the description yes, for us? Yes, I will. <laughs> a small green and yellow cardboard box, perfectly sized for four standard crayons. Should any used crayons be placed in the box, the next time the box is opened, the crayons appear sharp and brand new. I shall be on a quest for crayons. <laughs> I like from it. now on. I like three it a lot. gold pieces. Yes, uh, absolutely, my dear friend. Please have it. So I think I want everything else except for the coaster. (laughs) I have 82 gold. You're buying everything. Except for the coaster. Except for the coaster. I don't want the coaster. Okay. But everything else looks like it could come in handy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mara is stocking up. (laughs) Yeah. So um, one of the things that you're buying is the pinch of astral sea salt. Uh, It's a quarter teaspoon of rough translucent prismatic salt crystals. When added to a container of up to a gallon of salt water, it will be purified to fresh water that restores 1d4 hit points. Usable once only. And then tell us about the protective pencil box. Uh, A small, thin, wooden box with a sliding top engraved with a seascape. The top will never open unintentionally and and no implement carried in the box will break. Um, The curiosity box, a small wooden chest with mother of pearl inlay. Once a day, something highly distasteful or disgusting is found in the box, unless the opener rolls a nat 20, in which case it holds a valuable gem or trinket. You're buying a lot of boxes today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the next is the packet of vitamin candy owl bears. (laughs) A brown paper packet containing 10 small rainbow owl bear shaped gelatin candies Chewing too thoroughly with a glass of water causes the consumer to regain one extra hit die over a long rest. And then the last thing that you're buying is the Ifican needle. It's a three-inch long steel needle of ordinary appearance. Any stitching done with this needle will undo itself overnight. <laughs> Hector is delighted <laughs> that he has, has sold out of stuff. <sighs> My friends! Well, now that I don't have anything to sell, I get to make more! I'm so excited! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> And after you guys buy uh, buy Hector out of everything, <laughs> except for his except coaster. for his coaster, he has a coaster. He smiles at you and 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 says, "Well, I I do hope we run into each other again soon, my friends. It's always such a nice pleasure to to chat with you, and I do hope that you're able to get your eyes fixed. Hope so too, Hector." <laughs>
no, Dakota, help. We're we're trapped in, in someone else's podcast. Oh, man, and there's girls everywhere, and they all have dice, dice, dice girls. They're dice, they're dice girls. Well, there's there's nothing we can do. Quick, just, just run the promo. Quick, quick, quick. Run it. This is the Primordial Project, an experiment in world building. We're crafting our very own fantasy setting as well as a community that is devoted to collaborative storytelling. Using our love for tabletop systems and an appreciation for fantasy lore, we aim to create a completely unique and diverse world. But don't worry, we don't take ourselves too seriously. There's a whole heap of shenanigans, ridiculous voices, and occasional musical numbers. <laughs> Audience, name our dragon. Name. I'm sick of naming stuff. Almost in a way to like go completely opposite of earthy dwarves. What if our dwarves were yeah. astrologers? Memes were meant to be spoken on podcast. Hey, let's go do crime. I'm Ryan Land. And I'm Dakota Brown. And you can catch up with the story so far by listening to our episode, The First Age Recaptured. And then join us every Monday as we continue crafting our world from its primordial beginnings to an apocalyptic end. Find us anywhere podcasts are found. Don't forget your pants and shoes. Hi, Dicelings. It's Becca, your Dice Girls DM here with another solo. I know I literally just talked to you a week ago, but so much has happened in a single week. I'm going to try and be super quick about it so we can get back to the show. First, I want to say a huge, huge shout out and thank you to Shell, who is not only our newest patron on Patreon, but I got to meet and hang out with Shell while I was in Seattle for PodCon, and it was a fantastic time. Super fun. Speaking of PodCon, it was absolutely amazing. I posted all over Twitter about it under the Dice Girls if you'd like to read about it. Um, more exciting things that have happened. I've been working with a lot of other podcasts and, and, and streamers lately. It's been super exciting. I recorded an episode of Across the Plains with Jamie from Guardians of the Multiverse and Sarah from Sacrosanct RP. Uh, I'll tweet about it as soon as it comes out. It's going to be really good. You guys are definitely going to want to listen to it. I also recorded my first a one shot that I DM'd on Scraticus Academy and I had a blast. I took the party members on a clue-esque whodunit through the town of Bahaha, um, which we also talked about it on Twitter. You can find the links on our Twitter um, to that as well. And then finally, I recorded with Fate and the Fable Maidens as an NPC who's going to appear in their episode number 22. It was an absolutely fantastic time. I'm so honored to be on their show. Also, we'll be posting about that on Twitter when it comes out. So really, the gist of this whole message is follow us on Twitter. A lot of things happen over there all the time. It's at the Dice Girls on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who's been tweeting about the show. We really appreciate it. We couldn't grow in the way that we've grown without your support and without you guys sharing our show with other people. So thank you so, 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 so much. And on that note, we're going to get back to it. Hector, do you make everything that you sell? I do, yeah. Well, uh, some of the things I find uh, or, or trade for or buy along the way, uh, most of the things that I sell, I make myself. Can, Can you I... make a gnome? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> well, uh, I can't make a living. I mean, I, I mean, Bastion here is is not technically alive, but I could make a probably a clockwork gnome. Would that work? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, we can tell the horse is clockwork, so they'd be able to tell the gnome is clockwork. We'd have to be able to put some kind of disguise on it. I have disguises. Um, oh my god! You have a disguise kit and a costume yes, I do. kit. Or two costumes or something. I'm worried about this plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, my friends, I think it is possible for me to, to make a, a, well, at least a, a clockwork gnome. I gotta... I gotta tell you, uh, Bastion here took me about uh, a solid week to make and about a thousand gold pieces worth of materials. Okay. <laughs> so if that's something that you're willing to do, I'm sure willing to help you out. Oh, a gnome is much smaller, right? You could <laughs> probably bust that out real fast. <laughs> a gnome is smaller, but I would guess uh, making it realistic, which I'm assuming you would like, uh, would, would also need some intricacies. And it would have to smell. I think we're just going to table this for now. <laughs> we don't have a week. <laughs> or a thousand gold. <laughs> well, maybe we could, you know, rob a bank. <laughs> rob a bank. <laughs> spend the next five days, like, performing furiously. <laughs> He's performing, I'm robbing stuff. <laughs> You're in your priest vestments <laughs> collecting. <laughs> productive week <laughs> but uh okay well well i'll just i'll keep that in mind in the future if you still want a gnome and he seems a little unsure but he likes you guys so he's willing to roll with it we yeah we don't have a week is there any way you could make one faster than that well it would take me about eight hours of work a day over a week so if i worked longer days i could maybe do it in a shorter amount of time but I gotta tell you, that raises my price a little bit, because getting the components last minute is gonna raise their prices as well. Uh, are you gonna be in the area for for a while? I'll be sticking around here for a little bit, yeah, around Timber Tide and Narstad, back and forth, probably. Alright, uh, we do not have the gold, but we may be back to ask for this favor Maybe from our you. friends might have some funds? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping, because <laughs> we don't have any better plan than this right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Hector, be seeing you. <laughs> we gotta run. Bye, guys. Bye, Hogwarts. We love you. <laughs> Bye, Hector. Bye, Trigus. Bye, Mara. Bye, Rachna. See you, Talon. Four of you head back to Narstad, and you get back to the scuttle. And when Bilrick sees you arrive, he immediately calls for a meeting, and you go to the same meeting room that you were in when you got the mark, um, and it's Bilrick and Romulus and Verstone who are there, and nobody else is around, and they, you know, once you're all seated around the table, Bilrick looks at you and says, well, how'd it go? We lied. I assumed that you would have to. <laughs> yes, we said horrible things about the little people. It didn't go great. Bilric. Oh, we weren't discovered or anything, but the tieflings, they want a gnome. And we have five days to deliver one. Like, for torture? That wasn't we specified. <laughs> there was a stage, so it may just be a performance that they're looking for. <sighs> Doubtful. Doubtful. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Do you have a ninja gnome? I don't believe we have any ninja gnomes at the resistance here. Um, 
man, guys, this is this is this is a little bit of a of a, of a pickle. Did you tell him that you'd bring him a gnome? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Billrick looks a little like concerned. He really didn't trust us. There, I don't think there was any way we could have backed out of that with him, without him being overly suspicious. Well, maybe I could go. Uh, no. And Verstam also is is shaking his head no. Rom as well. They're both they're both they're both shaking their heads no. And and Verstam says, Billrick, you're too important to the resistance. We can't. If something happens to you, we we need you here. We need you here. We did <laughs> come across a friend on the way back. <laughs> yeah, uh, we know someone who might be able to make a decoy gnome, basically, but. It would cost over a thousand gold to make it, especially in the time frame. If that's not an op- option, we're we're looking. I was hoping we could deliver some kind of decoy, or uh, if someone has just some really great escaping skills. Uh, I, I, we really don't have a plan for this. Billrick is is kind of thinking about it, and he's he's rubbing his chin. What what kind of he can make a gnome? Our friend, uh, yeah, he can make a clockwork gnome. Uh, um, Interesting. And we have some disguise kits that mm, if we do it well enough, we might be able to fool them. Well, sure, an unusual plan. <laughs> <laughs> My main concern is being found out before we can find anything out about them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of nervous to think of what they would do to you guys if they find out this gnome that you bring them is well a big pile of gears. <laughs> it's better than sacrificing somebody. Well, that's that's true. Although we don't know what would necessarily be sacrifice. If we sent in someone who was who was cunning or clever or good at fighting, they might have a chance. And and we don't we don't actually know what they're doing with the gnomes. I mean. We hate to think the oh, worst. Maybe it would be good to send someone in to gather information. It, it could be. It could be useful to have an actual. But but for all we know, he'll he'll just immediately take them and slit their throat. Well, I mean, there are some there are some protections we could offer anyone who went in. But but that doesn't that if I'm not going in. Then I don't know who we could send. What if I dressed like a gnome? <laughs> You're too tall. You're Curtis. a little tall. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other way? Some kind of can we can we enchant a mannequin? Can we anything to to give them to not give them somebody real? Well, I mean, it it might be worth looking into to ask your friend. It seems like that's our only option. Do we have the money for that? Because we broke. <laughs> it would be at a great cost to us, but but yes, if that's what we have to do, then that's what we'll do. It's better than sacrificing someone. This is like the worst plan ever. <laughs> what about? Isn't there like a like a gnome factory, like in Star Wars? <laughs> Oh, the clones. The clones. Yeah. Yeah. 
a gnome? Could we clone a gnome? <laughs> Is there a, a store clone a gnome? <laughs> <laughs> build a gnome. Like the version of build a bear. Clone a gnome. <laughs> Maybe Claire could help us. You would have to know a pretty powerful necromancer to clone oh. a gnome. Sorry, it takes 120 days to clone. Uh, oh, okay. Is there like an express option? <laughs> express shipping? I don't believe so. It's delivered by drone. <laughs> could we just go in and kill everybody? <laughs> it's an option if you want to go in guns blazing. We could find out what they were doing afterwards. <laughs> Maybe we could tell them that the gnome escaped on the way. We still wouldn't have a gnome. <laughs> we could, I could draw a picture. <laughs> With my crayons. That I haven't found yet. Here's a picture. <laughs> I think that having a real gnome is, having, is better than having a fake one. I don't know that that means that we should be taking you. Well, I mean, who else Who else are we going to take? Do you have anyone that's not very popular? <laughs> I might oh, I might have a plan. What is it, Magma? <laughs> so I have something I haven't told you. <laughs> I'm not human. What? What? <laughs> are you a frog? Are you... A cat? Are you... It might just be easier to show you. Okay. So I turn into my <laughs> true form. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my... <laughs> what have you done with my friend Magma? Have you eaten her? What have you done Trigus, with Magma? Trigus, it's me. <laughs> That's Magma's voice coming out of this creature. Why does she have Magma's voice? Has she eaten her? Trigus... She's a changeling. Verstum, Rom, and Bilric all look utterly shocked. Oh. Like, they... Bilric looks, like, pretty excited. That <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't I'm have not to go <laughs> Bilric looks excited. Uh, Verstum and Romulus are just shocked. Is and Talon with us? Yes. Oh, yes. Talon <laughs> is there, too. Um, when you changed, Talon was like, Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen! Uh, thanks. I haven't really showed it to anyone. Dude! Can you change into anybody? Any humanoid. Do me, do me! <laughs> I change it to him. He's delighted. <laughs> he, like, comes over to you and, like, walks around a circle and is like, Whoa, I would rat from the back. <laughs> Why are there two talcums? This is confusing. Dude, this is awesome. I changed back into my real form. There's the there's the thing that ate magma. Trigus, my my real name is Kai. Kai? I'm very confused. <laughs> Mara is an alias that I created. But why would you lie to us? <laughs> because most people don't take well to changelings. But you're beautiful. Why <laughs> Why would people not take well? They think we're shifty and, like, we'll try to stab you in the back. I could understand that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I deserve that one. 
What's Rachna's reaction to all of this? Pretty speechless. <laughs> Were you ever going to tell us? Yes. I, at first it was because I didn't trust you when we first met. But now I do. I just didn't know how I could bring it up because we've known each other for months now. And the, the more time went by, the more I thought, how could I reveal this to them without breaking their trust? Yeah, that must be hard. It was for my safety. In the last town that I was in, where I grew up, there was an incident with the man who trained me. And I had to get out so that he couldn't kill me. He knows that I'm a changeling and I couldn't be going around as Kai. Because then he would know and he would come and find me. Verstam and Romulus are 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 nodding and, and Verstam has sat back down at this point and he he looks at you very earnestly and says, you know, we think you're great, whoever you are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Would you rather be called Kai or do you want to keep going by Mara? I haven't thought about that. <laughs> I think I think I might I've never really gone by Kai. So I think it might be time. I don't know. Is it is it safe for you? Before I didn't really have anybody else, but now that I've got more people, <laughs> I think it might be okay. What? Right? Bill kind of kind of grins and and looks around at at everyone and says, "Well, guys, I I think we might have a plan." <laughs> 